0: everyone, welcome to the Sports Countdown podcast with myself, Peter Lynch, and a guest host, shall we say, my good friend Ryan Murray. Uh, the Premier League season is already well underway. Some super mad results so far, let's be honest. Um, today we're fo- going to focus on two of the teams who've made pretty much all the headlines in these early stages of the season, and that is Manchester United and Liverpool, and that's because the two rivals will go head-to-head at Old Trafford on Monday night. So we'll preview the big game, but just before we get stuck into it all, as ever, we want to give a shout out to Freelance Football Ops. Uh, they're a top group who source paid football media roles, and you can give them a shout on Twitter or LinkedIn if you're looking for a job in the sports media industry right now. Ryan, thanks for joining me today, big man. How's things going there?
1: All good, mate. All good. Thanks for having me on. It's been, it's been a while. It's been just over a year since you uh, last graced me with your presence. So uh, yeah, very happy to be back on.
0: Nah, that's a pleasure, mate. Um had to get you on for this big game, obviously. Um so we'll get stuck into it Monday night. United against Liverpool. Um obviously there's a lot a lot been happening to both clubs in the early stages of the season. A lot's going to happen uh during this recording and afterwards as well. But I think I think we have to start with Man United um just because of their start to the season. Um, I think it's pretty unfair to lay it all on Ten Hag. Not sure how you feel about that, but I'd say a lot of United fans agree with me.
1: Yeah, I mean, you I mean just look at Klopp when he first came to Liverpool. You know, I think it was a draw against Tottenham first, and then they went mm-hmm. away to Ruben Kazan in the Europa League and drew there as well. Um, so you know, and the teams that they inherit are not always the the best teams, even when they tried to put their stamp on it. So I think. Ten Hag has some quality. Um, he's obviously mm-hmm. done well with the IX team, and where where they can go probably won't be happening this season. It'll be you know the next few seasons down the line. But they do have to show some sort of progress here because it's hard to to understand if United are just a mid table team or mm-hmm. just completely uh, fighting for relegation at the moment. From the two games we've seen, I'm sure it won't come to that, but uh, it we don't know yet.
0: Yeah, um well just uh update talking on that. Um they're rock bottom of the table after two games. So just some statistics, you know, two losses, one goal scored, six conceded. Um it's now seven successive away league defeats since uh, after that Brighton or Brentford loss. And that's the club's worst runs uh since
2: nineteen
0: thirty six. Um I know it is it's at home on Monday night, but I mean Look at what happened at home against Brighton as well, um, and also just I thought I'd mention it's it's they have been relegated a few times before United. I don't think it's going to come to that, as you say, but um, their worst ever finish in the Premier League era was seventh. That was 2013 um, and the last time they were relegated from the top flight was nineteen seventy four. So, who knows what's going to happen, now? Eh?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 quite uh Scary to think we're two games in and we're talking about uh, these mm. dynamics, but uh, I mean the, the they've they've you know they've had a clear out which they've been needing for a while so far. Mm-hmm. They've obviously not got rid of all of the uh, you could say dead wood, but uh, I'm sure a lot of these players would go on to have great careers. But you know they 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 brought in some what on paper looked like some smart transfers, especially considering oh. the appeal of United at the moment isn't as strong as some of the other Premier League clubs um i mean there's been a lot of stick you know about M- martinez and his height uh mm-hmm. but there's, there's no denying that if you're five foot nine and you're getting bought for 50 million that you're a good player um, yeah yeah and and i think we'll see probably that if they can get it right at the back the united will start to improve but um i mean talking about that so i'm sure we we'll are going into it in a bit is is I found quite interesting the fact that they haven't really used any of their new signings that much, apart from Christian Eriksen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's been this reliance to rely on the the old guards, you know, Bruno Fernandez, Scott McTonny, um, and Harry Maguire and uh, Luke Shaw. So, you know, amongst others, obviously like Rashford, rather than bringing in uh, the new players or. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see coming into Liverpool now. I mean, Liverpool, the past few games have absolutely destroyed them and just because yeah. of the way they play and United's frailness at the back. So it'd be really interesting to understand if they'll start and what role they have if more than 45 minutes, as we saw for Martinez getting dragged off at halftime in the previous game.
0: Yeah, spot on. I mean, I mean, just focusing on that, especially the defence. I noticed something in that Brentford game and I think a lot of people noticed it. Obviously, they're trying to play out from the back. You know, which is fair enough. The manager wants to play like that, but I just don't know if they have the players to do that. Um, I think I I made a tweet about after the game, um, a couple of days ago on this on our uh podcast Twitter, just a few options for Ten Hag. Maybe I know he's not going to listen to me, but I mean, either you either you practice on it in training, you know, you work on it every single day, which I'm sure they're doing that. Um, either you change the system, which I don't think he will want to do. Or else another option is just to change the players. Um you mentioned that this the new sign-ins aren't getting much game time, but I think I think Maguire is a bit of a problem, to be honest. Um I think why have Varane sitting on your bench whenever it could be Varane and Martinez at the back instead of Martinez and Maguire or Varane and Maguire. Um you know he's a proven player Varane. he's won countless trophies for club and country. Um and even De Gea as well. I'm sure we'll touch on him in a bit later, but you know they they let uh Dean Henderson go on loan um I'm not sure that was such a smart move. You know De Gea is obviously amazing when it comes to shot saving, but you know you look at how much goalkeepers are important, like Savallison and and Ederson to Man City and Liverpool. Um, and De Gea threw away. He admitted it himself, to be fair, but he threw away a couple of goals against Brentford. So, you know it's it's not ideal whenever there's a new manager coming in and you're making basic mistakes like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, when well, I don't know if you've seen it, but Dean Henderson some, had some pretty uh angry comments about United mm-hmm. uh, when he moved to Nottingham uh, to Forest and uh, essentially I mean, I he was promised first team football last season to be the number one goalkeeper and it's it kind of made sense. I thought uh he had an incredible season out on loan, he's young, he probably will become England's number one, mm. um, and and it seems weird to, to 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 not give him the chance. He he's he's gonna have a great season at Forest. You've already seen some uh, incredible saves and some incredible like um, stops from him already yeah. at Forest. We're only two games in, and it will continue. So it seems a bit of a no brainer to to have him in your team, especially mm-hmm. with, when you're trying to have a fresh start. Um, and De Gea as well. You know, I think he's a great goalkeeper, probably one of the best Premier League's ever seen. Yeah, But United could have used, you know, still could have sold him for a bit of money here and not had him as a second keeper come, you know, the future season. So and now they put themselves in the issue where Dean Henderson seems pretty annoyed at United for lying mm-hmm. at him, lying. well, technically, say they're lying to him, and then make yeah. him wait a season on the bench. So it, it'll be interesting to see. And again, you know, we say United's frailty is all come at the back and it, it it seems that something that Harry Maguire has something on all these managers that come in because <laughs> he could just use three or four games to reset himself you know when players yeah. have bad times sometimes they do that and he hasn't had that and you have yeah. Varane a ball playing centre-back uh, you got Martinez another ball playing centre-back um, and you decide to play Luke Shaw who I mean I think Josie Mourinho said it back in the day that Luke Shaw doesn't use his head <laughs> um and you know what you need from your left back is to use the head when playing out for the back and yeah. when we have these issues it's it's tough
0: it is it's crazy um so yeah not an ideal start for Ten Hag but i mean moving on the transfers we touched on it a bit but we could talk about this for hours and hours the whole world is at the minute um mm-hmm. you mentioned they let go of the likes of some uh Deadwood, a bit of a fr- clean start you know pogba gone matic lingard mata cavani um Henderson on loan as we said. Um then there's the whole Ronaldo issue as well, you know, keeping him at the club. It's hard to believe what the the rumors, you know, in the paper talk and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think Ronaldo might come out soon and say what's been happening and where his future lies. But I don't know, me personally, I think he Ten Hag doesn't want to play that style of football with Ronaldo there. Um I don't know mm-hmm. what you think about that, but he's kind of taking over the whole team and the whole change in him apparently. Um and it's just not working. Whenever he did play, it didn't work, you know, against Brentford. Um so obviously he's a club legend icon for a lot of people but and he's still you know he's still a top player. He was their top goal scorer last season. But I just don't think that's what United need right now. You know, they let Pogba go and it, it could be a similar story for Ronaldo. But, you know, whether anybody wants to sign him is another is another story entirely.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you got it spot on. Um, I think, firstly, though, uh, a bit of disrespect not mentioning Lee Grant retiring from United <laughs> last season. Um, <laughs> club legend. Uh, but yeah, you know, firstly, going on to that, they, they, they got rid of, you know, players that we argue could have been the issue for United for a long time. You know, Lingard, Pogba, yeah. uh, I guess, one matter as well. Um, these players yeah. who were there taking up a spot but weren't adding much when they got onto the pitch course you know they got a few loans out you know alex tears looked like he had a little promise and maybe he'll come back good but with with the situation ronaldo it's is a phone on the side isn't it because you know he'll get goals this season i've got no doubt about it i think he was joint third last season with Son on 17 goals Mm. um in the premier league so you know he gets goals and you saw it last season as well that they they, you know they relied on him to get through in europe a lot you know Mm -hmm. big big difference and the problem is Ten Hag is in for a project. He's not in for a season. Um, so you wouldn't be surprised if Ronaldo doesn't feature as much as last season. And it was, you know, he, last season as well, he wasn't featuring all, all the games. So it's a big wage budget to come in. Um, it seems to be causing more issues than, than not. Hopefully when mm-hmm. the, the transfers uh, window closes, it, it'll be a lot less um, disruptive. Um, mm-hmm. But but he probably will rely on him if he needs a goal uh, or needs to win some games. Um, and, and that's the problem you have. We're choosing between the future and uh, the, the the reliable one.
0: Yeah, spot on. Um, I think, you know, we've seen videos of Mourinho resurfacing and even Ralph Ragnik. You know, they said it was pretty much impossible. And even Solskjaer, you know, what they did with that group of players is remarkable, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ten Hag sort of underestimated that. You know, a lot of United fans were really confident going into the season. Maybe not really confident, but at least not as they didn't think it was going to be as bad as this. Um so that's that's kind of led the club to being linked with just about every player under the sun at the minute. Um, you know, they definitely need to strengthen in, in a few areas anyway, uh going forward. And even at the back, you know, considering how many goals they've conceded. But uh midfield, for example, they've been linked with Rabio. That seems to have fallen through. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, Frankie De Jong is a big one. Nothing's really happening there at the minute. Um, uh, it's incredible. Neve, yeah, it's, it's
1: not. It's just constant. Like the the stories we're hearing on on transfer rumors are crazy, and none of them are coming through. You no. know, with United, you expect players to be connected to it, but it seems to be players connected to them and then trying to distance themselves. Um, I mean, mm. today I saw Casemiro apparently being. Uh, interested in joining united and you gotta ask yourself what's the appeal these days um yep. you know these london clubs and their noisy neighbors are, you know much more appealing and do you really want to go there and waste i guess you could argue waste three four years of your footballing career just trying to get a club back on track when you could mm-hmm. be going out there really challenging you know for champions league nights um cups and so on uh, whereas yeah. united is going to be a slow process
0: hmm Spot on. I like that a lot. Um, I don't know if this is just stupid. This is me being, like, I don't know, just FIFA career mode back in the day, buying players. But, you know, it is definitely, um, like, why would anyone want to go to United right now? You're spot on. Like, it's but there's so many other more appealing options out there. But for me, I think if I was there, I would turn to players that are maybe Not getting the game at those clubs that you mentioned, so Mm -hmm. they're going to go to United and get first team football. And again, as I said, I don't know if this is just stupid, but what about like turning to the likes of Leicester, who need to sell players? You know, like Bart, like they're linked with Vardy. To be fair, but Mm -hmm. apparently Leicester need to sort out their wage bill and sort out um some outgoings to get some ingoing incomings in. Um, but you've got like Madison, Mm -hmm. Castagne, Fafana, Barnes, Inacho. Or turn to mm-hmm. likes some Barcelona, who you know need to get rid of players. Um mm-hmm. Sergino yes, they're they're linked with. Even go back in for Memphis to pay. Big fan of his, but you know, it didn't work out for him before. Um and another club who I think need to get rid of attackers, especially. I mean McC- McCarty's sitting there,
2: not mm-hmm. kicking the ball.
0: They got rid of De Maria earlier. Um, yeah. And then even Chelsea. I know Christian Pulisic has been linked, but I think they didn't want to you know, send them out to a rival. Um, But you've still got, like, Hudson-Odoi there, who wants first-team football. Billy Gilmore, Manchester off the planet. Connor Gallagher. You know, these players are absolutely wasting their time. You said it, you don't want to waste your careers away, but that's exactly what they're doing at Chelsea, especially. You know, Connor Gallagher, one of the best players in the league last season. Billy Gilmore was one of Chelsea's best players in the Champions League games. You know, I remember him playing against Liverpool man of the match display like a nice I think he didn't even get a club uh, a squad number this season for Chelsea which is insane so I don't know if that was me I'd be turning to these players but it's definitely not as easy as that
1: I think Johnny Evans you mentioned that could could do a return to United
0: Uh, yep should never let him go
1: no, exactly. Uh, but, you know, I think just just the whole thing with United, and most United fans will agree with this, it's no idea what is going on. You know, there was, you know, winning the Bangkok Century Cup, um, <laughs> lifting the craziest trophy known to man, I think has, you know, put the expectations a bit uh, a bit higher than it should be. It's the same as last season when they... Uh, they were storming off in the first game. Pogba had an incredible game. I think he got three assists. Um and it all mm-hmm. went downhill. But now, you know, it's a different one, you know, two games without a win or without a good a good result, uh, being Yeah, being batted by Brentford. And now they got to go play Liverpool. You know, a team yeah. that have scored in, in I think the past three times they've faced each other in the Premier League. I think Liverpool scored thirteen goals. I think it's been five 0 four 0 four two. I don't think Liverpool have yeah. scored less than four goals against them. And it's because of the way Klopp plays. It just opens up uh, United's defence. And we've not seen United do anything good this season. So it's it's going to be a worrying time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: um, that takes us perfectly on to Liverpool then. Because, I mean, we've focused on United not having a good start to the season. But Liverpool absolutely haven't either. You know, it's not been as bad. But, you know, two draws against Fulham and Palace. You know, Liverpool have just not been up to their usual standards. Um, I think... You know, the transfers have obviously been great. You know, Nunez Nune coming in, obviously, yeah, without his red card uh, the other day. But, you know, Carvalho is coming in, looks to be a great player. Calvin Ramsey. Um, You know, Liverpool lost Mane, obviously, which is a big, a huge loss for the club. You know, some fans have even gone to say that, you know, they would have rather lost Mo Salah. Um, but I'm not sure I agree with that personally. But a lot of people have said that. Um, mm-hmm. But what I think most Liverpool fans are worried about at the minute is injuries. Um and that's what they were fearing before the start of the season and you know it has come to light, you know Thiago's out for a long time, um, uh, Chamberlain obviously doesn't get much game time anyway but he's out, uh Jota has a massive one who's missing, um Curtis Jones in the midfield, Kanate at the back, Matip at the back, um so yeah Firmino was out for a while as well so it's. That's kind of the most um annoying part as a Liverpool fan myself. Um, and that's the most worrying part, I think, going into this game, whether, you know, who Klopp starts. And then we have Nunez suspended as well for a while, which was a crazy decision from him. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting one.
1: Yeah, it's I mean it's the same that happened a few years ago, but um at the top end of the pitch mostly, uh, you know, Liverpool have seemed to have awful time with, with injuries. And you know, especially this year, they haven't been that active in the, the transfer market. Yeah, you know, you've got Calvin Ramsey who, you know, seems to be taking the place of Nico Williams. Mm-hmm. um you got Fabio Carvalho who looks you know he looks great he looks like you know you got two Harvey Elliott's you know young prospects who you can get yeah. on the board and do something but you wouldn't expect them to be game changers every week
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and then of course Darren Nunes which was you know it was a crazy decision or smart play from uh <laughs> to to wind him up yeah. but but, you know, he'll, he'll score goals when he comes back. But, you know, what you're missing is, you know, Firmino um, and, you know, some of them other bench players who would come in, especially mm-hmm. for the injuries that you have. You know, you're looking at, you know, Minamino, who could always do a shift for um, yeah, Karigi, you know, coming um and even, you know, you loaned out Rhys Williams uh, to to Blackpool, I think. Yeah. You know, some of these players you rely on, and you're relying on, you know, Nat Phillips in that last game, who I think is a great defender, Premier League standard. But, you know, he was trying to do the Van Dyke passes, you know, long passes across the mm-hmm. cross. And it was really putting pressure on Liverpool when they were going yeah. wrong. Um, and so, you know, looking at this, this Liverpool team, they, they look short and they look short on the bench for the first time in a while as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and and that's the worrying part. I think is that they've got so many great players, but you know, if any more injuries happen, they're they're really going to be in the mud in terms of not having to play someone who hasn't played a game for them.
0: Yeah, spot on. I think. I mean, I think that Palace game was tailor made for Big Divok to come on and score a late winner, but sadly he's gone. He's gone to warm the bench at Milan, which doesn't really make much sense either, but. Um And then, yeah, Phillips, it seems a crazy decision not to start Joe Gomez that game. You know, he came on and he was so assured mm-hmm. on the ball. So You know, he's so confident now. And especially beside Van Dyke, I think those two look a real strong pair. But I'm not going to sit here and question Jurgen Klopp anyway. That's not our jobs for sure. But yeah.
1: No, no, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I think probably the best time for them to face United, though. You're playing against yeah. a team who has the worst two games in the league. And Liverpool although they haven't done well the, the two games you know they they have been in control of the ball mm-hmm. uh you know for most of it it's not like they were being um you know destroyed it's quite the opposite actually um it yeah. was more some defensive uh, frailties and counterattacks um that, that have got them mm-hmm. um and so but with united i i don't see it even with the speed they have on the counterattack i just see you know too many defensive frailties and if liverpool go 1-0 up i don't see United having, you know, the, the morale to... It's, yeah. it's crazy to say it, but, you know, that the stadium and everything like that, the fans, um, you know, it's, it's all changed for, for, for United that they, you know, you think they'd come back from anything. And now
2: mm-hmm.
1: if they concede, you don't expect them to put up much of a fight. Um, that was the same coming into the end of last season. And it's a shame because you, know, you looked at some of the players that they had, you know, you're talking about players that played in the Euros final against Italy. And you've mm-hmm. seen Rashford turn into a shadow of him form his, his former self. you have seen Jadon Sancho probably be the only player to come from Dortmund into mm-hmm. the Premier League since uh, since a, well, a long time ago, who has not lived up to expectations. Yes. Um, and, and so it's going to be a really tough game, um, really, mm-hmm. really tough game. But, uh, you know, maybe we're good to get your thoughts on, you know, the the change of the last game after Nunez's red card, Liverpool came to life almost and we saw Diaz and we saw Salah start to get involved with the game more.
0: Yeah. I mean I think look at that game, you know, Palace sat back so much and they I don't think anything really changed after that red card, to be honest. Um yeah. but that that was pretty well managed by Vieira and you mentioned, you know, Anderson he was that was absolutely top-class defending from him. You know, that's mm-hmm. what all centre-backs want to do, just annoy the striker so much that he lashes out and gets sent off. Um, I mean, United could probably take a look at that game, what Palace did. And, you know, it, as you said, it's wild that you're even mentioning that United would have to maybe do that, would have to sit back and soak up all the pressure and then use their pace on the attack to counter-attack. Um, but it worked for Palace they might be a bit disappointed that they, they only drew the game against 10 men, but I think going downfield and getting a one-all draw is a super result for Palace as well. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what United do. It'll be interesting to see how Liverpool go because I think Firmino was just a precaution missing the game against Palace, so he should theoretically mm-hmm. be, be starting again with uh, Diaz and Salah. So, I think if we're back to that old front three, then then we're going to look good against United. Um, It's just going to be... Who, who starts in midfield alongside. um He's got to bring Henderson back in, 100%. Henderson to start um with Fabinho and either Keita or Elliott. And I would I would go for Elliott myself. um And, you know, you mentioned it's going to be the likes of McTominay and Fred in that midfield. So, if we dominate that midfield battle, which I'm expecting us to do, you know, we should be putting the pressure on United. And you said if they go 1-0 down, I think that's 100%. If we get a quick start, like we did last time at Old Trafford, you know, it was like... Three four nil after not very long at all. So if we get a good start, the heads will definitely go down. Old Trafford will empty like it did last time, which is great to see. So yeah, that's that's my hope for Monday night for sure.
1: Yeah, I think that's you know spot on. Uh, there's no other way around it. It looks like it's going to be Liverpool kickstarting their season and United continuing down the same path. And I think you know what you got to look out for is every time you think Bobby Firmino is done at Liverpool. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's going to play second fiddle. He comes back and pulls the team together again, especially up front. Um, you know, you could argue that he made uh, Mane and Salah look better than they were, yeah. but which is extremely good for for you know a few seasons back. And and yeah, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be a tough one, I think, for United. And no matter what Ten Hag does, he's going to be in for a battle.
0: Mm-hmm, for sure, um, right. I know you had some stats to talk about, but we'll actually focus on the countdown first because it's talking about United against Liverpool. So, you know, for those tuning in for the first time, this is Sports Countdown Podcast and as such, we always do a countdown um, on whatever topic we're discussing. And today we're just going to ask Ryan for his, uh, the three players he thinks are going to be the most influential on Monday night. So take it away.
1: Yes. Uh, I mean, it will be very tough not to pick all three of Liverpool's front line, but yeah. uh, I think, you know, I'll start off with the United side and, you know, De Gea, uh, he had a shocker last week, but we all know mm-hmm. he's still got it in him. And as much as I said, Dean Henderson should be uh, United's number one, you know that if he decides to put on his shot stopping gloves, that Liverpool could get frustrated, you know, they don't get that early start and they start to think it's going to be the same as the the previous weeks. Um yeah. And it's the only hope I see. I don't see United's defense sorting themselves out since since Brentford yeah. to, to stop Liverpool from getting shots and target. So from a United side, De hair to me is their only hope if he if he does, you know, the hair of 2015, 2016, then it could be a frustrating day for, for Liverpool. But mm-hmm. apart from that, you know, the the you know, the second influential one for me who's gonna have a chance to influence his game. Has to be Luis Diaz. Um, you know what? What we saw from from him was that you know it was almost Sadio Mane esque, really, um, yeah. just being that person when Salah doesn't step up to to make a difference and really lift the spirits. And especially when he started to come in off that left side to kind of be more fluid as a central striker and also onto the right hand side,
2: mm-hmm. it
1: really changed changed the game. Uh, well, got the goal, which was was uh, exquisite, and we could see. This game being the same with with his dynamic runs and interchanging with Salah and probably Firmino as well, mm-hmm. it could be a goal fest for him. And um, then finally,
0: sorry to, to stop you there, but he's actually unbeaten. I saw in his Premier League career so far, Diaz, um, fifteen games, eleven wins, four draws, and he scored five goals and got three assists. So if that's anything to go by, he should have a good night.
1: Absolutely. Sorry. Unbelievable! No, it's it's worth it for a start like that, Pete. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and finally, you know, I think I'm going to go out here. I I think we know Mo Salah could change the game, yeah. but with that, I'm going to go with Firmino because I think Salah is the obvious choice. And as I said, yeah. whenever you think Firmino is done and he's going to start playing second fiddle and slowly wind down his Liverpool career, you mm-hmm. see you see him bring so much value to the way they play and interlinking and changing. And he might not get a goal, but He's you he might get a few assists. he might get the assist of the assists, yeah. um, but you know he'll 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 do some great stuff to get Salah and uh, Diaz in, and mm-hmm. you know special mention I'd say to Salah, but it's Mo Salah, so he's gonna have a shot on target. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna have you know he's gonna be cutting in on that uh, right hand side. He's gonna be shooting and being greedy as he usually is. Yeah. And so if hit De, Ge- De Gea decides to put on display last time, he'll get a goal, but. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's my, my free. Uh, I really think Firmino is going to come back to life for Liverpool. Let's
0: hope so. Let's hope so.
1: Good stuff. Well, look, Pete, uh, thanks for having me on. But there's one extra part when you asked me to come on. And uh, I thought, you know, if anyone's a fan of Football Manager, you'll be really happy to know that Pete is actually a bit of a Football Manager legend. Uh, he's appeared in five Football Managers over the years. Back in his uh, Northern Ireland days, um, and I think if anyone knows what the pinnacle of playing semi-pro is, it is being put on Football Manager. So not only that, he's been on five Football Managers, and two of them without a club. Uh, they just kept oh, yeah. him in the game. Um, <laughs> I did not near that. Um, so I know that Pete hasn't played Football Manager much. Um, so. I thought I would just ask him, you know, some good questions. Being a good Northern man and a good uh, Liverpool fan, I thought mm-hmm. I would take him back to the days of 2016. Football Manager 2016 just came out. Pete has given up, really, his footballing career for university uh, <laughs> to be an aspiring journalist. But this is what Football Manager yeah. had him as. And, you know, some of his results might shock you. So, Pete, I just thought I'd give you a little bit of information about your Best year in football manager, um, you awful. are rated zero out of five for potential, but <laughs> have the possibility to go up to a one out of five for potential.
2: That is, that is harsh. Which
1: means that you could theoretically have been a uh, top flight player in your own country. Um, beyond that, you'd be looking about conference south and conference north player. Do you think that's, uh,
0: I think that's fair? I think that's very harsh. Um, I'm, not, I'm not happy with that to be honest but please go on
1: <laughs> well look okay you're pretty woeful in this game and I'm going to lie to you you got stats rated out of 20 but there That's are some everything. there are some decent stats for the player of, of that level and that age you know you you weren't as mature as you are now and I just thought you know if you had to put one thing in your game what is your best aspect what would you say is the best aspect of your game if you were to say, what is what is football manager going to say you are the best at? Uh,
0: goodness me. It's, uh, come on, you have to think of me finishing. You've seen Finishing me was
1: so up well. there. Yeah,
2: fin- come on. Finishing was I up there. You it is. You but,
1: but it wasn't. Finishing was 11 out of 20, which is a decent oh, standard. Yeah, a yeah, decent standard. That. But on, where they that. said you really thrived was your fitness. 15 Ooh. out of 20. And look, if I know Pete, he spent more time in the physio room so I'm I'm really shocked by that. that but is, look yeah. they also said you're a bit of an aggressive player. They said you're, I,
2: yeah. you're
1: a Yeah.
0: I don't ask that one, yeah. I take a bit of aggression. I think you need aggression definitely to to compete up there, especially in Northern Ireland these leagues, they're not they're not so friendly. You know, the pitches yeah. on the Saturday morning are just a bog basically and it's a scrap. So I'm not too upset about that one. Um but the fitness, yeah. I've never been quick. I've never been I could run, yeah, I could run, but now yeah, I, I can't even walk the length of myself, so maybe that's <laughs> what my downfall was, being so fit.
1: Yeah, well, look, I'll, I'm just going to say here that you're pretty much rubbish at everything, apart from your finishing, your acceleration, your agility, uh, pace and natural fitness. Uh, your aggression is there, you've got <laughs> determination as well, and they're giving you a decent work rate as well, so they, they don't say you're not shy, but they do say that you're just under six foot. Um, so definitely a short king. Um, <laughs> uh, but it. look, but look, we all know they don't get that stuff kind of right, so you'll be fine. So, look, yeah, I, I thought, thought what would be good is right that you invited me on that we'll just see you know, we'll compare these stats to some of your favorite players, you know, from Northern Ireland and Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's one also who's also a Wigan player at the moment, and we'd see, you know, ha- you, what who's got the better stats, right, you or them in specific areas, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I thought we would start with Lucas Leiva, um, you know, local <laughs> legend. <laughs> <Horrible>. Okay. <laughs> Lucas Don't you know, me. but he is known for, you know, you know, doing bits in the midfield at least, you know, working hard, uh, not scoring, even goals. Not scoring goals for sure, but if you had to choose between fitness levels, thinking about Football Manager, and Football Manager yeah. 2016, so he's not ancient. Who would you yeah. say had higher stats, you? Which is, as we said, fifteen or well, Lucas?
0: I, I'd say me. It's got to be fifteen's pretty
1: high. Lucas fifteen is pretty high. high. Yeah, it is pretty high. It's uh, you're correct. Lucas was yeah. only on fourteen, so well, but, technically you were fitter than a Premier League player at the time. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, well, look, let's mix it up a little bit now, a bit more challenging, right? Big Stevie Davis, right? He's a uh, he's known for a lot of things, but usually yeah. not his strength. So, mm-hmm. if you had to choose, who's stronger between you and Stevie Davis on uh, Football Manager 2016?
0: First of all, Stevie Davis, absolute legend, my hero in midfield. Um, still going strong for Rangers. Unbelievable pass the other night. Um, but yeah, as you say, not a very strong. He's strong-minded, but I'd say I'm, I'm, I'm going to go me as well. I'm going to back myself.
1: Well, I'm afraid you're wrong. The average is a weak, weak person, only seven seven for your strength. So, you know, playing up front as well, you you weren't known for holding the ball up. Stevie Davis actually has nine. So, you're only just a bit smaller and you're a bit of hard work. You could, you really catch yeah. up to him.
0: To be fair, I wasn't hitting the gym in those days. I'm still not hitting it now. I was too busy raking about the streets in Northern Ireland, as you well know. But yeah, I should, I should work on my strength even now.
1: Well, look, let's make it a little bit harder, right? Okay, I'm going to hit you with one right now. Paddy McNair, okay? Think back to 2016. (laughs) He's actually still at United. Yeah, yeah. uh, Towards the end of it, you know, and we're thinking, is he a centre-back or is he a centre-midfielder, okay? Mm -hmm. So, agility, okay? Who do you think is more agile? You in 2016 or Paddy McNair at United getting a game?
0: I'd like to back myself, but this man's playing for United, so... Come on, Paddy. You've got he's got to be more agile than me, he's got to have better stats.
1: Sure. I'm afraid not. Uh, you win again, you got 11 Good agility, news. Paddy McNair with just the 10, so you just edge him out.
0: That was all the gymnastics as a youngster in the mm. Leithard. Well,
1: they trained you, know, well. trained you well, trained you well. Well, look, I want to do what could probably be an easy one now but I think I just we want to compare it there was not much to compare you with with Balotelli especially <laughs> back in 16, 2016 at Liverpool arguably aggression. you could have been a better player but work rate okay <laughs> who do you think has a better work rate do you think yourself on football manager or do you think uh, Balotelli
0: I never thought I'd be asked this question um, <laughs> I mean he's not known for his work rate at all is he, he kind of throws strop I he's nah, it's gotta be me. He's childish are, and he are you known
1: for your work rates?
0: I think I'm a team player, especially when I was playing in midfield, you know, not not in my striker striker days, but I think in centre mid, yeah. Um
2: yeah.
0: I'd like to think I, I'd put in a shift, so I'd go myself.
1: Yeah, you're you win by a mile. Bell tell you I've only the four and you <laughs> straight bang in the middle of ten. Beautiful. Um,
0: wasn't that wasn't that difficult though. To be fair, to be yeah, part
1: of. I thought I'd give you an easy one. Look, this one might be a bit more tough now because this guy is obviously a legend for both you and myself, uh, Josh McGinnis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know he's 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 been you know he's been influential for for a few teams uh, in mm-hmm. the lower leagues now at Wigan, uh, really making a difference to championship. Haven't seen him lose a header yet, but we're not interested yeah. in his header. We're interested in his finishing. You know he's he's came <laughs> through. And who do you think is a better finisher? Uh I would say both in real life and on football manager. Um <laughs> I'll let you say both here and uh we'll see.
0: Um yeah, I've been to see Big Josh score many goals for Northern Ireland. Um but I've also seen myself score many goals. Um I, he's he's a good work rate, you know, and he's a great header of the ball, as you say, but I've seen him miss a few shockers going forward and one on ones for Northern Ireland. I'm not. I have. I think it might be the same for Wigan because I don't think he's he yeah. scored that many goals so far. So I'm gonna I'm gonna back myself again here and say I know where the net is better than Big Josh.
1: Yeah, that's you're 100 correct. <laughs> uh, you got 11, <laughs> uh, 11 and he's uh, only on nine. So uh, yeah. you are I'm technically good. a better finisher than Josh. And look, finally, I thought we'd hit you with a hard one. Okay. Yeah, let's hear it. Right. This is probably the hardest one you'll have, right? Penalties. Are you known for penalties? Nah, I'm a shocker
0: at penalties. I, I well, like the thing I was, but nah, I can't take it. Well,
1: well you, you're you up against tough competition here with Martin Skertzel. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, we we're looking at this 20, 2016, 2015, 2016 squad. Who yeah. do you think is better at penalties? So, and <laughs> look, I'll give you this. This is extremely close, this one. There's only one yeah. in it, and you're both awful you would not be in the first five to take a penalty
0: i agree i never was anyway um i mean he's a professional footballer and i'm gonna use that excuse and like i practice in the garden back in the day but i would always go in over the fence or over the hedge out onto the road so i'd like to think skirtle had a few in his lifetime so i'm gonna go skirtle yeah just edging it
1: well you're correct but just to let you know how bad you are out of 20 you scored one for penalties <laughs> and Martin Skirtle scored two so I don't yeah, think you be yeah, the top of anyone's that. list yeah. uh, and that, that's it that's that's the list uh, I'm sure we'll share some more details about Pete's footballing career back in the day but uh, yeah. hopefully we will get a revive soon and another football manager yeah let's
2: see
0: it's not over yet I'll get back from the, the physio table and I'll get back on the pitch hopefully
1: good stuff man good stuff
0: beautiful right I think we we're literally just running out of time on this call here so I might need to wrap it up really quickly but yeah Ryan thanks so much for joining us really really appreciate it all that lovely insight
1: thanks a lot Pete I'm really happy to be here
0: beautiful stuff um, thank you so much for everyone tuning in we really really appreciate it thanks for all the support on social media keep it up I uh, really hope you enjoy the game on Monday night